Hello, my name is David Hansen, and thank you for tuning in to this weekly sermon podcast of mine. This is my sermon for May 4th, Star Wars Day, May 4th, the third Sunday of Easter 2014. It also was my last Sunday as the pastor of St. John Lutheran Church, our liturgy of farewell and leave-taking as a part of this service. The gospel for the day was Luke 24, 13 through 35 would invite you to pause this podcast and, and read that text as long as you aren't, you know, driving or anything dangerous like that. Uh, it's the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, a wonderful part of our Easter uh, heritage here. Um, wherever you are as you hear this sermon, may you let your light shine before the world. Grace and peace to you this day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Or, you know, because it's the 4th of May, it's Star Wars Day, right? May the 4th be with you. There are some days that you know you just need notes, and this is one of those days. This gospel, by coincidence, this story of the Emmaus Road is, is one of pastors' favorite. It's wonderful the way the lectionary works out like that uh, from time to time. It's a familiar story to many of us, and it's appropriate for the day that we're having today. It was the day of the resurrection. It was Easter Day. Three days since the events of Good Friday when we encounter these two disciples. And they are doing absolutely what you would expect them to be doing. They're going home. They're going home because all of their hopes were dashed on that Good Friday. They're going home because that's all that they have to do. You can imagine them, right, walking down the road with their their shoulders slumped over, hanging their heads, because all hope was lost to them that day. They had hoped that Jesus would rescue them from the Romans, right? They had hoped that Jesus would, would call the people to arms and lead this uprising and kick the Romans out and lead them to freedom. And all those hopes were dashed on Good Friday. So Jesus comes along as they're walking. And he walks beside them. And he talks with them. Jesus, the teacher, Jesus, the rabbi, he does what teachers, what rabbis do. He teaches the whole way. He opens the Bible and and he walks along with them and he talks them through Scripture. And still, they don't recognize him. These disciples who had followed after Jesus, they don't recognize him. They don't see him. Jesus walks alongside them and they don't know it. Now, I have things too. I found this. There are people who rescue animals. They do great work. I rescue stained glass and other artifacts from church storage. Uh, this was way back in the back. If you can see, if you can't see, I'll lift it up a little bit. Right, this was way back in the back in one of our storage areas. The other half of it it's that window right there. Right? The other half of it was broken in, in, into to lots of pieces because that's what happens when these things get abandoned. They get forgotten and, and they've, they rot and fall apart a little bit. Um, let see if I can make room for this here. So for centuries, maybe I'll just sit right up against this. For centuries, churches have lined their sanctuary walls with stained glass like we do here. Right? They've lined their walls with stained glass in order that the light might come through, but in a different and new way. 
right? In order that the light might shine through, but we might see things in a slightly different way than we do anywhere else in the world. Nowhere else in the world are you going to walk in the way you and see the world the way you would here on a Sunday morning as the light shines through through our windows. The windows, whether they're here at St. John or, or, or they're at some of the great cathedrals around the world, they all invite us to see the world in a new way and to see the world in, in the light of God, right? In the light and newness of God. So... Eight years ago, I walked in through those back doors. Andrew Schrader and his wife Patty met me. He was the call committee chair at that time. Let me in the back door and I came in. Mildred was up here fixing the candles. Some things don't change. And I came in and the light was shining that afternoon through these windows the way that it does. And I walked in and I was just floored by the beauty of this place. And as I was floored by the beauty of this place, God showed me my life in a new and different light. And I said, this is where I am supposed to be. If you'd asked me 10 years late earlier if I was supposed to be in rural Texas, you'd have gotten a very different answer. But God showed me my life in a new light, in the same way that God shows us our neighbors in new light as we come into this place in the stained glass. Let me say to all of you, That for eight years, the light of God has shone through you to me. And I have seen my life in a new way. Thank you. I'll always look at the world through Prairie Hill glass. Thank you very much. But back to these disciples. Back to the road. So they don't know who Jesus is and they invite him in to share a meal with them. And the text says, the disciples knew the Lord Jesus in the breaking of the bread. In a moment, as they invited him in to share that meal, everything looked different. Everything looked different. In a moment, they saw everything in the light of God. They encountered in that meal, well, a new hope. Right? Their old hope was indeed gone. Their old hope was indeed dashed. But it had been replaced in the light of resurrection by a new hope. By a better hope. Gone was that hope that they had for earthly victory. Gone was that hope that they had for an earthly triumph. Gone was the hope that they had in a Palestinian rabbi from Galilee. Replaced by a new hope in the God who has power even over death. A new hope in the one who will not let anything in the world, not even the grave, separate us from his love. A new hope. That's what the Easter story is. Even as we continue on three weeks in. The Easter story is a story about new hope. story about how at that moment when all hope is lost, At that moment when everything seems darkest and saddest and hardest, that is the moment that the light of God comes through the window in a new way and gives us hope. And that's our hope too. On this day, on this day in this place, God gives us a new hope. I don't want to have rose-colored glasses, right? But we can be honest and say that Moments like this, as, as we're having this morning, goodbyes are hard. Yeah? Goodbyes kind of suck sometimes. 
don't they? It's hard to, to watch people leave our lives and, and, and enter into a new stage in their life. It's hard to watch relationships change in the way that they do. And we're not very good at goodbyes as a general rule. As a people, we're not good at them. But the truth is, God has given to Prairie Hill. God has given to this congregation. God has given to you a new hope. A much better hope than a 27-year-old pastor wandering in through your back doors on a Saturday afternoon. We have a new and a never-failing hope. Here. Here in this place where the Lord continues to meet us in bread and wine. Here where the Lord continues to be revealed in the breaking of the bread. Here where we have a community that is gathered in love and fellowship for one another and for our community. Here where the Lord meets us in word proclaimed and in song. Here where God continues to claim His children as beloved sons and daughters. Here we have a new and a never failing hope. Here in this place. Our hope in the God who brings life from death. Let's not forget what He has done to bring us to this place. Our hope in the God who brings life from death casts the whole world in a new light. And we, people of the resurrection, people of new life, people of new beginnings, we go out into the world and we shine that light for everyone to see. That's our call. I want to say, and I want you to hear today, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. Thank you and I love you. Thank you. But more than that, I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you that whether we're together here at Prairie Hill or we're separated by miles and years, I want to remind you to let your light shine to the world. I want to remind you to let the light shine from Prairie Hill. I want to remind you to let everyone who meets you see the light and the love of God. Friends, trusting in God's new hope. Trusting in the God who brings life from the dead. Let your light so shine before the world, now and forevermore. Amen.